Hi, I'm Jennifer Z, and welcome to the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy Podcast. Here's what you can expect from listening to Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy. My true passion is all about helping educate you, the listener, on food, fitness, and wellness. I educate through my own story and experiences on a multitude of topics, including inflammatory conditions, women's health, plant-based nutrition, fitness, and mindfulness. It's designed to teach you how you can become your most powerful self every single day. From interviews with today's top health, fitness, wellness, and spiritual experts, this podcast is a fun and happy atmosphere. So sit back and enjoy some of the amazing interviews that I have with experts and people who have completely transformed their lives through plant-based nutrition, fitness, and wellness. And if you love this podcast and would love to see it grow with even more incredible episodes, you now have the opportunity to support the Jennifer Z podcast by visiting jenniferz.com forward slash podcast. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-Z-E-E.com forward slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T. This helps me amp up the podcast finding more incredible guests while increasing the number of episodes being published. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Jennifer Z community. Hey guys, Jennifer Z here. I just wanted to take a little bit of time out and thank all of my listeners for tuning in and subscribing and liking and commenting and providing some feedback on the podcast. Some of you have reached out to tell me about certain episodes that have resonated with you and certain guests who have helped you along your own plant-based journey. And I just think that it's so wonderful. And that is the whole point of this podcast is to share the plant-based lifestyle with all of you. So thank you very much for liking and commenting and reaching out to me and if you have any ideas or any guests who you would like to hear on this podcast feel free to reach out to me at jenniferz.com so that's j-e-n-n-i-f-e-r-z-e-e dot c-o-m thank you so much i also wanted to share with you one of one of my largest projects to date. And that is my Mastering Your Life with Plant-Based Nutrition. It's an online summit that I created with 20 of the world's top thought leaders in plant-based nutrition. Now, I had world-renowned doctors and professional athletes, nutritionists, and celebrities all talking about the plant-powered way of life. My summit participants shared their secrets to improving their health with plant-based living. And also they provided some tips and tricks and stories on how they're helping other people make that transition to the plant-powered lifestyle and also how they help their clients and their patients and friends and family members all begin to thrive by living the plant-based lifestyle. Some of my incredible summit guests include Dr. Joel Furman, Dr. Joel Kahn, professional basketball player, Mr. John Sally, 
and the best-selling author of and creator of Goodbye Lupus, Dr. Brooke Goldner, just to name a few. So if you're new to plant-based living and you're a little bit overwhelmed with all of the information out there, or you're living the plant-based lifestyle, this summit is great for you because you really, it's like picking the brains of 20 world-renowned plant-based experts. The information and the conversations and the stories that they share are completely invaluable. And I had so much fun creating this summit that I may be creating another one in the future. But for now, I wanted to share this summit with you because there's so much information within each and every conversation and it's really going to help you initially make that transition to the plant-based lifestyle or amp up your current plant-based lifestyle. So if you want to head on over to plantbasedmasterysummit.com, the address will be in the show notes. Then for the entire month, I am offering this online summit for 50% off. I want to make sure that it's accessible for all of my listeners on this podcast. So head on over and join the summit and either get started on your plant-based journey today or amp up that plant-powered lifestyle that you have gone on. I'll talk to you guys soon. Today on the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy Podcast, I have Michelle Wench. She's a 42-year-old yoga enthusiast, mother of two, and vegan advocate. She began practicing yoga back in 2000 as a way to deal with chronic back pain. Since then, it has been her passion to share the many benefits of yoga. And her website, thrivingplantbased.com, is where she shares her yoga classes and knowledge of the plant-based lifestyle to help people live happier, healthier, and more compassionate lives. I found Michelle when I discovered her Instagram page called BananaBlondie108. I found myself scrolling through her page for a lot longer than I'd like to admit. Her yoga poses are absolutely breathtaking. They're mesmerizing. This actually ended up leading me to her YouTube channel and to a more recent video entitled, I'm No Longer Vegan. And it's it's a funny and controversial video uh, and and very to the point, which uh, this is what I love about her. So um, without further ado, we have a lot to talk about, Michelle and I, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Let's get started. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming on the Jennifer Z Plant-Based and Happy podcast. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Oh, this is so exciting. So uh, first of all, I love your story. I love your journey to veganism. Uh, Can you share a little bit about your story and what led you to become vegan? Yeah, sure. So I I guess I would have to say it started maybe 18, 19 years ago. I think it started when I began to practice yoga and began to take that a little bit more seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, It was then that I really just 
kind of uh, stopped eating animal products. Mm -hmm. Like I stopped eating meat. I was still eating some fish and eggs because I, I felt I thought that I needed them. But at the time when I stopped eating them, it just was because it became unappealing and I wasn't even aware of why. I certainly didn't have in my consciousness, like there was no ethical problem for me. I didn't believe that they were bad for me. It just started to become not food for me. And then it wasn't until many, many years later that I saw forks over knives. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I guess I, I guess I don't need to be eating these things for health. And so that part of it started. And then um, a little while after that, I adopted a dog, a senior dog. Her name was Love. And we just kind of formed a special connection. And that's when I began to connect to the ethical side of things. Um, and I had had pets before, but I, I guess, you know, that saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I guess I yes. was just at a place where I was ready to hear that sort of message. And, um, and that's when I was like, I, I think I'm not going to wear leather anymore. And, you know, all of that sort of thing. I'm sorry if you hear some growling in the background. My dogs are here wrestling. Oh, I have two. I have two little rescue pups, um, Dr. Dre and McFluffin. And they're just, they're oh just gosh. lots of fun. Yeah. Okay. I have, a, I have a palm chi and a chihuahua and the palm chi is, he's great oh in the dog God. park, but the uh -huh. second I take it, the second I put his harness on to take him out, yeah. he, yeah. I mean, people pass her by people walking yeah. by. They're like, Oh, he's so cute. I'm like, don't look him in the eyes. He will lose it. <laughs> and other dogs, he is spitting on me to try and attack them. And it's just like, you're not like this with the leash off. Like, why are it's you, weird. why are you such a jerk? It can be a little like that too. And it's definitely, I'm the trigger. I'm the problem. It's like, he's, yeah, <laughs> he's protecting it's, you. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, that's what a trainer told us. I was like, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the problem. That's what my dog trainer said. He's like, it's you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the girl who walks around the neighborhood. They're like, oh, that's the girl with that dog. Oh I'm gosh. Kidding. There's that yeah. barking dog girl. Yeah. Why can't she just walk around with a chihuahua? My chihuahua is awesome. She sleeps all day. She's like a little, um, she, I call her pineapple express, but her name's Lily. And she's like, uh, she's like a little pothead who just doesn't get out of bed. Just <laughs> Oh my God. There does nothing. Bob dogs. Those are, that's my speed for sure. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so I found how I found you is I found your YouTube channel and uh -huh. I have to say you're amazing and uh, I love your honesty, especially with healthy living and stuff like that. But, and I think it's still your most recent video. I'm no longer vegan. Oh yeah. Yeah. It has. And, and I saw it a few weeks ago now and, uh, or maybe a week ago. And, um, it had four forty eight thousand views, so I'm sure it's doubled. It's got um, like a hundred and twenty now. Oh my god, like that's amazing! Definitely <laughs> gonna be my most viewed video ever. For me, for my little channel, that was a lot for sure. Yeah, well, so it's just it's genius because it just show you just show how ridiculous some people can be over the reasons why they stop being vegan or they give up their plant-based lifestyle. And, uh -huh. and I mean, some of those reasons I feel like are, are a little insane. So you've captured that perfectly, which is amazing. Cause I've actually seen some of those videos and I was like, really, did you try this? <laughs> um, but, yeah. but do you think in your opinion, do you think that there are legitimate reasons to go back to eating animal products or byproducts? Like, are there, is there ever a reason to do that? Or is there always a way that you can work around it? I mean, listen, I'm not an all-knowing human being by any means, but 
from what I've seen um, on these from these people that have gone back to eating animal products, in my humble opinion, I don't see that they've exhausted all other avenues. Mm, mm -hmm. I thought that there was more that they could have tried. And, and that's not to say that I don't empathize with people when they have health issues. I get it. And it's very scary. And like, you can feel very vulnerable when you're having a health issue and you're having doctors and people that supposedly know more than you about nutrition tell you that, listen, if you do this, you're going to feel better. And then they do it and they do feel better. So it is difficult. I do empathize with that, but I, I just think that I haven't seen, I haven't seen a reason and I haven't come across one in my life that, that would make me feel like I need to do that. I think, I think you can seek out a plant-based doctor that would empathize with yes. you a little bit more. I think I would do that. I think I would get on an airplane and find a plant-based doctor before I even considered eating an animal product. Right. Because you, I mean, you've had, you've had some health issues come up as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, I mean, you didn't give up on the vegan lifestyle, obviously, even though your video, even though at first I was like, did she? <laughs> You're like, oh dear, another one bites the dust. Yeah. Like, no. Um, oh, so, yeah, so what, I mean, so I how did you, that, yeah, sorry, go on. There's no, um, the, there, it never crossed my mind to, yeah. to do that. You, you know, I mean, if your health issues aren't caused by my health issues weren't caused by a vegan diet. Nobody's were, they all had underlying health issues yes. from what my understanding is. And, um, there's no evidence, you know, to show that eating or reintroducing animal products is going to cure that underlying issue. You may have some symptomatic relief, like some of these people did with these digestive issues, mm. but you know, you can't find a doctor that's going to say, yes, it's going to you know, fix your bacterial overgrowth or whatever it is that they were suffering from. So just logically, it never occurred to me to do that. I mean, I did see, um, I have an acupuncturist back in Miami when I lived there, when I was going through these issues and she's one of those eat right for your blood type people, even though that's been debunked long ago. Yeah. Um, so she always liked to tell me, I'd, you know, I'd really love to see you eat a piece of fish, you know, here and there. And I was just, I would just kind of roll my eyes and laugh and be like, well, that's not happening, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I was able to navigate through it. And I, I just would never consider, you know, eating animal products because logically I know that there is no, there is no nutrient in any of that, that you can't find in plants. And there's just, it's just completely illogical. It's going to do nothing but damage my health. So would never even consider it. Yeah. I have to agree with you. I mean, I went plant-based for health reasons. And so sure. for me to wrap my mind around giving up being plant-based because I have a symptom of something or whatever the case is, my face breaks out, whatever is ludicrous yeah. to me when, when it like going plant-based is actually how I'm thriving with endometriosis without having flare ups. So it's, it, right. I wanted to hear, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to know your thoughts on that too, because it was kind of like, well, I, I can't wrap my mind around it, but yeah. yeah. And I think once you, um, I, it's just very tough. I think they've had to just really disconnect from that ethical connection that they made at some point in order to go back to eating those products, you know? Yeah. It's very tough. It's, it's, I can't imagine it. So I know, I know when someone's new to pl the plant-based lifestyle, some of my, my friends or you know, family members who have gone vegan are like, I've got a lot of gas 
and, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of bloating. Yeah, sure. So, and, and I'm just like, you, you know, you've changed, that's because you're making changes and you're eating more sure. fiber and your body's just not used to it. Um, but what do you think some of the top reasons are why new vegans end up going back? And, and maybe let's talk a little bit about how you can resolve those types of issues without having to go back like quickly and easily. Cause there are, there are things that yeah. come up, but they're not that difficult to sure. resolve. And I think, I think what you mentioned, the, the gastro, <laughs> you know, the, the <laughs> digestive issues that some people do have. I mean, then anytime you change your diet really you're going to have some digestive upset. You know, it's going to be changed. So you, your gut microbiome that you have currently is accustomed to processing and digesting the foods that you're used to eating. And so anytime you change the foods that you're eating, it's going to take, there's going to be a little bit period of time adjustment. So one of the things that you could do to avoid that is to slowly introduce in the new foods. I mean, you don't want to go from just eating meat, dairy, processed foods to eating whole plant foods overnight. Yeah, you're probably going to have some gas. Yeah. You, you know, so <laughs> instead of like just throwing in a can of beans every day, you want to slowly begin to add those foods in, slowly begin to increase your fiber intake and just slowly begin to transition over. You'll have probably an easier time with that. Um, that would yeah. be my recommendation for that because I think a lot of people do deal with that and then they get gassy and they feel bloated and that's not a good feeling and they don't want to feel that way. So they might just think, oh, well, that diet doesn't work for me and my body, but it actually does. It's going to work fantastic for you. You just got to give your, um, your gut a little chance to catch up. So I think that's one way to deal with that. I think another thing that I see a lot because I do... I do coach people on my website on how to transition to a plant-based diet. So one of the number one things that I see, and this happens a lot with men especially, is when they transition to whole plant foods, they don't eat enough. Um, oh, and yes, I know. Yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> so a lot of people, they think, well, I could never be vegan. And they imagine that we are eating salads every day, little bits of tofu on them. And you know, they think that that's what the diet is. And when you don't base the all your meals kind of around a big starch or, you know, maybe a big smoothie, you're not getting the sufficient calories that you need. You're going to feel weak. You're going to feel tired and you're going to, then you're going to go back to eating, you know, a big piece of meat or cheese. And you're going to be like, Oh, I've got the calories. I feel better. I got the energy back. And you'll think, well, I can't do it because I feel weak. And generally when someone's feeling weak on a plant-based diet and they're transitioning, it's because they're just simply not getting the calories in that their body needs in order to give them the proper amount of energy. So that's one thing. As you know, the plant foods are much less calorie dense than the animal foods or the processed foods. Yeah. So you need to eat a larger volume. And I think we've been trained from a pretty young age to portion control and look at a plate of food and be like, Oh, well, I, I shouldn't eat that. You know, I should just eat this. And we're used to filling our stomachs with these really intensely calorie high foods, you know, like meat and dairy and processed foods. Um, and so we think that we're going to eat that same amount of food when we're eating whole plant foods, when we actually need to eat a much larger volume. So that's something that people need to get used to. That's a one of the big uh, problems I see why people think it's not going to work for them. Yeah. And one of the, one of the best uh, things that I've seen recently is what 350 calories look like when it comes to yeah. processed food or even uh, I think it was olive oil yeah, and, oil. and what, what you can actually eat plant-based for 350 calories. Yeah. And when I think when people look at something like that, they're like, yeah. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense to me. 
Yeah, I know exactly. Right. Like it's like, like a graphic that you're looking yes. at and the volume of food and how it fills up the stomach and like a little bit of oil is just, you a know, tiny bit. Yeah. Doesn't. Yeah. So there, that's a really big issue is I think people aren't used to eating and feeling really full. They're used to having to do that portion control in order to maintain their weight or whatever it is. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I just came back from a girl's weekend with my sister and my best friend and they were alarmed at the amount of food that I was eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you stay so skinny when you eat so much carbs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. How are you yeah. eating that much? And it was like every few hours and I was the sole cook the, during the weekend. So I was like, okay, here's go. breakfast. And they're like, wow, this is great. The first two days it was great. And then they're like, holy cow, we can't eat anymore. Like this is insane. <laughs> um, so I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, eat more plants, move more, and be more mindful to begin with. And Absolutely. You, start, you start seeing, to be honest, it takes something that's all encompassing to be able to see those results. And it doesn't matter yeah. what your goal is. Um, it's just, if you're, say you're eating a certain way, but you're not working out, then that's not going to work out so well for you or vice versa. Uh, and especially too, when it comes to stress, you know, being mindful and stuff like that. For me, it's food, fitness, and mindfulness. And sure. that's how, like, that's how I function properly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know you're a lifelong yogi. You've been practicing mm -hmm. yoga since 2000, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you, uh, how does yoga and plant-based nutrition complement each other in your life and also in the lives of your clients? Like, how are you seeing those two complementing each other in, in like a really nice way? Well, it's interesting because I, I know, like I said, from my own, <laughs> my own personal journey, I yeah. started with the yoga first and that kind of naturally led into uh, the veganism and the compassion element. And so they just sort of naturally, I think one leads in to the other. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like movement, yoga, whatever it is, I, I think I just seem to connect with the yoga side of things. So I think you have to find that form of movement that is just naturally enjoyable to you or else it won't be something that's sustainable over time. And I think that with the yoga, it's just it's just naturally fun and it's not sort of like this high intensity forced workout that I see a lot of women in particular thinking that they have to put their bodies through in order to look a certain way and in order to achieve a certain result. Um, it's just a way of moving your body that is a bit kinder and more sustainable, just like a plant-based diet is. It's, mm -hmm. it's sustainable over the long term. It's not like this restrictive sort of, you know, I'm only going to eat this many things. It's not this sort of thing. It's a, something that we can do for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I like how you say for the rest of your life, because when people ask me, they're like, Oh, are you on a special diet? And I'm like, no, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. I plan yeah. everything around what I eat. And, and actually it's what I eat that allows me to do the things that I do. So right. for me, of it's course. a lifestyle. Yeah. 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 But I have to say, so I'm going to, post your uh, Instagram link in our show notes because everyone who's listening needs to see your Instagram page. Your <laughs> poses are stunning and like mesmerizing. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're so sweet. You're so sweet. I, I must've gone through your Instagram for like a half an hour. My husband's like, what are you doing? 
I'm like, you have to see this woman. She's amazing. <laughs> oh my. Um, so how, I mean, how do you keep, well, first of all, what's your favorite practice? And then also how do you keep yoga fresh for yourself because you've been doing it for so long? I think, I mean, I see my time on my mat is like just my time, you know, that's like, that's my little sanctuary where I go. It's my tool for everything in life. And I see it as playtime. And I think that that's what keeps it fresh is this attitude of play. I don't go about yoga in terms of really sort of, oh, I, I got this goal. I want to do a handstand for this long, or I don't really see it in terms of like, you know, trying to accomplish physical goals. Mm -hmm. I just see it as a time that I come to my mat and I am able to just do whatever I want. And most often I, I, I really enjoy doing like a really light practice. I'm not like a super strong, like, you know, power yoga girl that wants to do a lot of chaturangas and all these really <laughs> strenuous things. I just want to kind of come there and chill out and play around and maybe do some handstands and fall down and laugh at myself. And I think it's that attitude that, that keeps it fresh, that I don't put pressure on myself. I really just, I don't feel like I need to do an hour and a half long practice every day. I mean, maybe it ends up being that, but Really, my only goal is just to try to get on my mat and spend a little bit of time every day and just to have fun with it and just to kind of be able to laugh at yourself and play. And I think, you know, as grownups and moms and stuff like that, we, we tend to forget that that's a really important part of life. It really does keep you young and it keeps you um, happy. It keeps me happy anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And the pressure's that. off. You know, it's not like you're, like you were saying, like, it's not like you're going in for a competition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like I'm going in for a competition. I'm not trying to prove anything to myself. It's just having that playful attitude and creating the time to do it every day or as close to every day as you can. Yeah. So do your kids do yoga? Um, no, <laughs> they do not. When they were, so my kids are 12, almost 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. And when they were younger and I would get on my mat, yes, they were very curious about it. They would come over, we would play with a little acro and, you know, my daughter would be like, yeah, I'm going to be like mom. And, you know, now they're kind of in that phase where they're like, I'm going to be myself, you know, I'm going to yeah. do my own thing. So, whereas I had these like beautiful dreams of me and my daughter going to yoga classes and whatever, that's not happening. She was like, you know, I think I want to do boxing and, uh, I want to be a cheerleader and do stunting. And like, I was like, you know, okay, we, we let's, that's cool too. And so they're, they're just their own person. And my son likes tackle football and like much to my dismay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, they've definitely have found their own way with their physical practices. And that's awesome too. Yeah. Well, that's um, important. Come back to yoga. At some point. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. It's really cute. My stepdaughter, uh, so I meditate and awesome. my, I do CrossFit and meditate. They're the two polar opposites. Oh my gosh, opposites. I love it. That's so, <laughs> so opposite ends of the spectrum, but I exactly. guess it's a balance. It's a yeah. nice balance, yeah. yeah. Um, so when my stepkids are here, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go meditate and I'll do like a 10 minute meditation. I'm not yeah. trying to meditate for hours. You're not hours. like doing Vipassana for three no. hours. <laughs> and so she asked me what it was and I told her and she was like, well, can I try it? She's eight. And she was like, well, can I try it? And so now when she comes, she's like, do you want to do a meditation again? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like drinking that in because I know yes. in a few years she's going to be like, yeah, no. I'm not doing this. 
Yeah. <laughs> but she will have had that little skill and she'll, she'll know that it's mm -hmm. something that she can come back to. Eight is a good age. I remember when, when my daughter Hayes was that age, she was very more, much more interested in what mom was doing than she is now. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I've heard of some pretty good success stories with, um, with yoga and, uh -huh. you know, like reproductive issues, like mm -hmm. endometriosis, PCOS. Mm -hmm. Um, I may say that I may butcher this, but is it interstitial cystitis? cystitis. Yeah. Interstitial cystitis. Okay. Yeah. Um, and along with plant-based nutrition, obviously, sure. uh, yeah. how do you, how does yoga help with these issues? Do you think? I think, I mean, and this is just, I guess, I don't know if there's any research on the topic or if there's an actual mechanism in which it helps technically, but yoga is for me, the, the number one tool for stress management. And you can ask any doctor, stress is the number one thing that makes us sick, whether it's environmental stress, whether it's emotional stress, whether it's stress from the foods that we're eating. And yoga is a really amazing tool at really just kind of resetting your nervous system and calming everything down. And I think that that is probably why yoga tends to, it's not, you know, it's not a prescription that's going to cure everything. But mm -hmm. I do think that a regular yoga practice can improve almost any, almost any ailment, right? I mean, I kind of feel the same way about a plant-based diet. It's only going to help. It's only going to help. And it's definitely absolutely helped me for sure. I don't know what I would do without it. I think I would be a hot mess if I didn't have, <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have a way to sort of decompress on the regular. Oh yeah. 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 So final question for you, Michelle. I love asking this question because the answers are amazing. And some guests have actually <laughs> because it gives my guests a chance to reflect on some things and some have actually messaged me later and asked to change their answer. And I'm like, no, but that's right. a good thing because it made you oh, think. Gosh. Um, so if you could go back and have a chat with younger Michelle, what type of advice would you give her to give to her on, uh, living a healthy lifestyle? And do you think that younger Michelle would listen to you? Okay. First of all, younger Michelle would definitely not listen to me. <laughs> she, she was younger. Michelle would not listen to anyone <laughs> younger, Michelle, but I would still, I would still try to tell younger Michelle because I think, you know, I would, I mean, I know this is such a boring answer, but I would tell her to go vegan because it really has been, um, the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. And it's just affected me in such a positive way, not only physically, but, um, emotionally and spiritually. And it's just, led me to um, my passion in life, which is sharing the lifestyle and helping people get better. And if I had found that, you know, 10 years earlier, or, you know, if I had found that earlier on in my life, I think, you know, I could have had a greater impact by now. I could have been healthier for longer. I could have been feeling better. I could have been happier. There's just not one piece of advice that is more important than that one. But I don't know anyone that does anything because someone tells them to, yes. you know, especially <laughs> when you're in a young version. If we're talking about 22 year old Michelle, she's going to tell you to go, you know, <laughs> <laughs> see where the sun don't shine. She's definitely not going to listen, but you know, I would yeah. definitely still try to plant that seed in young Michelle, young rebellious Michelle's mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think things happen in perfect timing when they should happen they and they, certainly all, they happen for a reason. Right. So that's a good reminder. That's a good reminder. Cause sometimes I do yeah. think back, but I'm like, Oh, you know, I kind of wasted a lot of years there partying <laughs> when I was younger. Yeah. But you weren't ready for this yet. <laughs> I, I certainly, I 
guess I was not ready. So yeah, it all happens in due time. That's a good question though. That's a thinker. I didn't actually, I read the question before. I didn't actually know what I was, how I was going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That was a great answer. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Michelle. You are oh, amazing. You're so welcome. That was really fun. It was nice chatting with you. Yeah. The best way to spread the word about the amazing benefits of healthy living through plant-based food, fitness, and wellness is to share it with your friends and family. You can do this in person or through the various social media platforms out there. I'm so thankful for each and every like, share, and comment. And if you're looking for more food, fitness, and wellness inspos, please visit the jenniferz.com website. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Jennifer Z community. And until next time, stay happy, healthy, and plant-based.